This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. It is cooler around the province today. And some showers are in wildfire areas, but also some thunder showers this afternoon, especially in areas just east of Kamloops. We are also getting a better idea about some of the damage from the McDougal Creek wildfire in West Kelowna, which is now a complex fire, and some of the evacuation orders that have been lifted. I expect the number of partial and full losses to be less than 90 less than 70 in the city of West Kelowna and less than 20 on WFN territory. I hope that provides the public with some of the scope and scale of what we're dealing with. That is Jason Broland, West Van or West Kelowna's fire chief, explaining that uh, fewer than 90 buildings have been significantly damaged. Uh, homes, that is, about 190 buildings in total being significantly damaged or destroyed. We do have one victim, though, and it really doesn't matter what the numbers are if it happens to you. That person that is joining us, our next guest, is Christine Elliott, who lost everything in that fire in West Kelowna. And she is also with Sharice Marino, her daughter, who is helping to raise money and make things return to as normal as it can be post-fire. Thank you so much to both of you, Christine and Cherise, for joining us. Good morning. Thank you, Bruce. Well, good afternoon, actually. But uh, it, <laughs> a little confused. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Understandable indeed when you go through something like this. Time is one of those things that could just be lost. I'm going to start with you, Christine. Tell me a little bit about what happened, to the best of your knowledge, because you were moved out of the area, but what happened to your home and your belongings? Well, we were evacuated last Thursday um, as evacuate evacuation order at about 7.30 p.m., and at that point, there was no indication for us in the surrounding immediate area that there would be any threat. But of course, when you have an evacuation order, you go because the professionals know the fire and perhaps know more about weather patterns and secure risk and and sort of say, okay, you guys got to go. So at that point, it wasn't like, oh, the house is going to burn to the ground. So uh, just grab what you need, like a suitcase with some clothes for a day or two and important papers and uh, your phone or whatever, medication, basic emergency stuff, and go. So that's what we did. And um, managed for, for myself, I managed, I was making a new path in my life, a change in my life at my age, and I very recently decided that, okay, going back to Kelowna, maybe becoming a permanent resident, I secured some some uh, appropriate place to hang my hat and my belongings in in a friend's home, and um, just going looking for potentially work a couple of days before the evacuation. And so all my things were in the home, and the home itself is all that's standing is a chimney, 
pretty well evaporated wow. everything. And so Thursday when we left, like I say, it wasn't like, oh, the flames are right there and they're going to hit you in 15 minutes type thing. So it was an absolute, like a dragon of fire. Basically, I think the wind probably changed direction later on in the evening. The, and the winds were 30, 40, 50 kilometers and gusting. And it was just like a dragon of fire came down from the skies and just torched along with the wind everything and must have just come down and vaporized the entire home and actually four other homes alongside where we were. And we found this out the next day. And, um, yeah, just too much to really take in for all of a sudden you plan a new path. And and <laughs> you find some some suitable situation where you can function and that you can afford and you can go forward in your life. Yeah. And then in the space of a few hours, it's like that path ended and you're jumping off the cliff. And then all of a sudden, well, what do you do? Christine, where in West Kelowna, whereabouts uh, was the house? It's just down from, from Bear Creek Park. Now, from what I remember hearing and following on Thursday night, and as uh, following it as closely as I can from the Lower Mainland, uh, there was a moment where people started to talk like it was getting better, and uh, the wind had changed direction, and it almost, early in the evening, looked like things were going to be okay. Did you get that sense be- before everything went uh, went far oh, to the worse? Absolutely. Absolutely, because otherwise, if you figured it was going to be worse, you would have done a lot more at that time. The wind was coming from a southerly direction and and not really gusting. So basically, it's taken the fire in a different direction. But the northwesterly winds and probably the fire department officials and the meteorologists could anticipate this change in wind direction. And that was probably the reason why the order was given. So probably later on in the evening and the wind changed coming from the northwest, which changed the whole equation. It was like Puff the Magic Dragon. It was I've never seen anything like it in my entire life. It I was here in 2003 in Kelowna when they had that large fire. And, yes, it was a significant fire, but nothing like this. This is like something out of a movie. So fast, so brutal, just everywhere, ash falling in the air. Today, after five days, is the first day that you can actually see any type of clear sky whatsoever because there's a slight wind clearing some of the smoke. But it was so fast. So brutal, so so incredible. It was like something from another world, and so it's very hard to explain. But at that point in time, when we left, you would never have anticipated it. Absolutely not. Christine, it was like hell on earth from all accounts that I have heard, especially in the neighborhood you're talking about. When did totally. you get an idea, a good idea, that everything had been lost? I think Friday, the next day, thanks uh, to um, somebody that was in the facility that managed to take a picture, and we actually got a picture of the only thing left standing in the home was a chimney. Everything else was basically vaporized. 
the uh, crazy thing about it is that you can see some trees not that far, just a number of feet not far from you with still greenery on them, which means when that wind came and swept, it swept the, the, the flames in a direction that didn't matter that there was anything to burn beside the house. It burned whatever direction the wind took it at that point in time, and it must have been absolutely phenomenal and raced down at a speed that you can't even imagine. Christine, you paint a good but terrible picture at the same time, and thanks for sharing your story. When you first started to see indications of this destruction, you talk about the chimney on the house being the only thing that's standing. Run me through some of the emotions you had. Um, that's difficult. It's, it's, it's such a shock. It's to try and process such trauma and to process such a loss in such a short period of time is uh, very difficult. It's not like making a decision you're going out for breakfast in the morning. It's totally different. I'm still trying to process and face reality for what it is and what it means to me and what it means for my whole life. And it's, it's devastating, but hard to process. That will take some time to go, okay, well, what's next? Which part of this cliff that I've jumped off of am I going to land on? Will I land on a, a nice safe shelf somewhere and be rescued? Will I? You, you don't know. So you're just slowly with time, time to process um, times where you think of all the things that you've lost you know, mem- memories, my mother's ashes, yeah. you know, all sorts of things going, oh, well, I don't have, you know, you don't have any clothes. You don't have anything. You, you have lost pictures. Short. Oh, everything. Absolutely everything. You know, we're talking like you're like you would go home and all the things you have in your home, the gun just disappeared. Every piece of clothing, every picture, every everything. And it's really hard to process that in a short period of time it's it's a bit it's not easy yeah christine thanks for sharing that stay with us we were hearing the story from christine elliott who lost everything in that fire in west Kelowna, and she shared some of the impacts with us seeing the pictures of the house basically gone except for a chimney well somebody that's coming to help out is Charisse Marino, Christine's daughter, who has organized a GoFundMe campaign to support her mother. And that's great news. Both Christine and Charisse are with us. Thanks so much, both of you, for staying with us. Um, I want to bring in Charisse a little bit uh, just to talk about, first of all, Charisse, uh, what your impression was, what your feelings were when you first started to hear about the fire situation in Kelowna and then start to think about your mother in West Kelowna. Hi. Um, well, I like, like my mom was saying, we were there at the original fire in 2003. So, uh, you know, I never thought any fire could really compare. Um, so when I heard that the fire was behind their house, I thought, you know, there's no way it's far enough away. It's, it's not coming. Um, of course, I'm in Edmonton, so it's phone calls and texts. Um, and then, uh, when she told me she was evacuated, um, you know, I'm like, oh, go crap. Maybe it's starting to get serious. I'm, I'm logging on to cast net, refreshing, you know, TikTok, anything that I can really do to try and find, uh, out information about what's going on over there. Um, I had, uh, I had booked, I booked a flight for, for Saturday, 
Um, and then Saturday morning was watching the flights just cancel one after another, cancelled, cancelled, cancelled. Um, you know, they closed down the airspace. It's it's getting worse. The fires jumped, jumped the lake. You know, they, there was talks that it might even close down the road north out of Kelowna. So I'm sitting here being like, you know what, I'm the house is gone, trying to process that from out here. And I've already said, you know what, she's she's going to come here. She'll, she'll come live with us. Um, we're going to try and rebuild and, and go from there. And uh, I, I heard, I understood her situation. And, and uh, you know, I knew what exactly she had lost. I, I, yeah. I can wrap my head around that because... It's part of your life, me, too. Me growing up, exactly. That was everything that I grew up with, you know, beds, couches, end tables, bedding, blankets, pictures that were on my wall growing up. Like, it's it's all gone. Charisse, I know that a lot of that can never be replaced. The memories, the photographs, uh, you know, so many items that are held important to a family. But at least there is something that can be done. You have set up a GoFundMe page. Tell me a little bit about that. Okay, I think Charisse uh, just dropped off. Christine, I'm going to go back to you, and thanks, uh, you're still on the line. We did uh, lose your daughter. A GoFundMe page has been set up. Tell me the most you know about that, uh, what your daughter has done with that. Well, I guess that was a great initiative on her part, because like I say, I'm I'm not young. I'm 70 years old, so it's not like you're 24 years old and you can get things going in your life for the next 20-odd years. It's not going to happen. I'm on just regular, you know, uh, pension and CPP, don't have assets, not money in the bank. What do you do when you lose everything? But I was in, could have, I secured accommodation with my friends that was affordable and doable, at least for a temporary time. I could try and find a job for three days a week to supplement my income so I could live like a normal is, uh, Christine, we do have Charisse back. Bad news is only about oh. 10 seconds left. Nope. But Charisse... Oh, okay. uh, so the go... go yeah, ahead. the address for the GoFundMe page is, or the uh, how people can find it? Um, I can share the link. It's kind of just all over social media. Um, I don't know exactly the link to it, but it's, We will uh, track it down and yeah, share it at CKNW on X, the former Twitter and make sure that uh, we've got it out there. So we will share it through X. Thank you both, Christine Elliott and Sharice Marino, for telling your story.